Amen. I am called to be a teacher. So um, there was a there was a movie a while ago. We got tickled by a particular phrase in this movie. It was years ago, um, and we're talking about this trainer, and the guy was. Um, introducing the trainer, and he said, here's the trainer. He's the trainer who trains. Because <laughs> that's what a trainer does. He trains, obviously. So it's an obvious statement that I am a teacher who teaches. Okay? Um, I had a relative that told another a family member that, that attends Summit, and he, he said, uh, he said, uh, you know, Pastor Al, he said, he can't preach. And, uh, I know what he meant by that. I, I'm not a preacher in his definition. But we're all preachers. If you proclaim the word to people, you're, you're a preacher. Okay. What he's talking about, I don't do all that hooping and stuff like that. And, um, and no, I don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher. And I, I, I get excited about this word. Uh, it, it may not even look like it sometimes, but I'm excited about it. Okay, because when, when I'm teaching, it, it doesn't always show excitement and jump all over the place. But sometimes it hit me and I jumped. And there's nothing wrong with getting excited. Amen. We ought to get, we, get ex we should be excited about this word. But um, listen, uh, it's a good thing to sit down and just sit yourself down and listen and learn. Amen. And get in a, so, 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 so don't wait for a crescendo. You understand? Just, just sit and listen because the word will bless you all by itself. And so let me tell you a little bit of something about, about me. I do a lot, and if you've been around here a, a while, uh, you know this. If you are new, you may not know, um, or you may not, or you may, you, you hear me doing it, but you may not wonder why, or you may wonder why. I do a lot of repetition, and I'm, I'm prefacing my message because we're moving into a subject that I'm really excited about. Uh, I haven't taught this since I came under a revelation of grace, but I'm going to be repeating myself a lot. And the reason why that I repeat myself, for those of you that are new, I repeat myself a lot, is because as a pastor, we move on to different subjects. Now, I only have one message, and that's Jesus. I'm like Paul. Paul said, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Okay, so I only have really one message, but a lot of different topics. And as I move around to different topics, um, people tend to forget things. So I repeat main points in, in hopes that they'll stick with you. Okay? Because th those are the things that you tend to remember. So, in this study, I'm going to repeat some things over and over and over again, and it may be a little new to some of you. Uh, but um, I love the way the Holy Spirit directs. And I've been wanting to teach this, but this is just the... Uh, I, I look for the right timing of things. And so this is just the right time for this. And um, I've taught this years and years ago, but again, not since 
I've come under the revelation of God's grace, which is un, his unmerited, unearned, and undeserved favor. And so uh, sometimes people will not operate in the authority that God has given them because they don't feel that they are good enough to take authority over circumstances, okay? Uh, but you are, under grace we understand we're accepted, we're approved, and you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Okay, so we're going to jump into this. And uh, first, I want to give you a definition of authority. Let's see if I can control. Oh, it's just a, I got a button on my shirt, bottom button. Okay, thank you. And my wife's looking out for me. All right. You must have your glasses. You don't have your glasses on. <laughs> The uh, Greek word for authority, and there's a, there's a few words for power in uh, in the New Covenant, and one of them is dunamis. Another one is exousia, and we're going to be focusing on exousia. Um, dunamis is dynamite power. Exousia um, is, we're going to give you a definition of that in a moment. It's, it's authority. And there's a difference between authority and power. And, uh, oh, sooky, sooky, now. I, looks like I can, uh, got some, I got some authority over the slides now. Okay. Um, but it's still working, okay. All right, thank you, Lord. Well, we're going to bring up, go ahead and bring up the first slide. Um, we're going to give you, and if you're following along in your notes, um, I invite you to take, take notes. This is in your, uh, we've got some fill-in-the-blanks inside of the uh, app. Praise the Lord. If you don't have the Summit Church app, you can get it from your app store. Praise the Lord, and you can uh, go ahead and search for Summit Church Indiana, and you can access the notes just go to once you get the app go to sunday morning and under sunday morning you can get the announcements you can get the message notes okay y'all ready to go y'all ready to learn about your authority you have authority as a believer this is so exciting because some of y'all gonna you're gonna run out of here and i believe all y'all are gonna run out of here and and do some stuff here okay um and we're going to address some things like, are you in control or is God in control? <laughs> Amen. Now, authority uh, defined. And I looked this, this up in, in uh, my, my Bible software. I've got several dictionaries. One of the dictionaries, man, this is so exciting. I got excited over this, man. I'm excited. Man. I, I, I can't hardly stand myself right now because I know where I'm going, man. And I, I encourage you to just pay attention because some of you may want to get up and run around when you understand that you, that you have authority in Christ to do something about your situations. Because there's, um, there's times 
I'm just going to save that. Let's, let, me, let me just lead up to it. Okay, I want to teach you everything at the same time. <laughs> let me just slow down. Authority uh, defined. It's a state of control over something. A state of control over something. Everybody say a state of control over something. Okay, I want you to keep that in mind as we go to Matthew chapter 10. And he called Jesus, this is Jesus, he called to him his 12 disciples and gave what? Okay, I'm going to let y'all talk to me. I don't want you, don't y'all fall asleep. The devil don't want you to hear this. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because he doesn't want you to know that you have authority over him. Now, let me just say something about the devil, because some people, they put the devil in a place where he doesn't belong. They think that he's God's, like, kind of, they're going to have a, a, a shaitan, like a, a master fight. God versus Satan. Twelve rounds. <laughs> and it's going all the way to the end. And it's just God. Now, we know that Satan is God's enemy and our enemy, but sometimes people go too far and they think that he, he's like God's equal. But he's not. See, God is omnipotent, omniscient, and I'm not present. That's kind of like theology 101. What does all that mean? Um, omniscient, that, that means that he's um, all-knowing. All He's um, omnipotent, all-powerful. So he's um, and he's omnipresent, which means he's everywhere it's at once. Okay, and in 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 fighting terms, uh, 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 Shaitan, right? They they call this the tail of the tape, right? Okay, so on the tail of the tape, God is omnipotent, omniscient. And I'm not present. Say, God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and I'm not present, which means he's everywhere at the same time. All right, that's on God's side, the tail of the tape. What about the devil? Is he omnipotent? Does he have power? You know, yeah, okay. Yeah, he has power. Now, think, think about that. He does have power. Okay, now, and we're not talking about power over you. He has power. Okay, so don't, don't, uh, don't get it twisted. He has some power now. Um, is he omniscient? Is he all-knowing? No, he doesn't know everything. He knows some stuff, but he, he doesn't know everything. Is he um, not present? Is he everywhere at the same time? Some people think he is. Well, the devil, man, watch out. The devil, sees, he, he sees everything you do. He doesn't see everything because he can't be everywhere at the same time like God. See, a lot of people don't understand that. He's not everywhere. Even his demons can't be everywhere. I mean, if if if... If Satan is in, um, in Glenbrook Mall, which is, I don't know if he's in Fort Wayne today. <laughs> but if, but if, he's at, if he's at Glenbrook, 
He can't be in Europe. Okay. And he, he's not somewhere in the, some bottomless pit somewhere. He's not in hell. I mean, that's his base of operations. <laughs> okay. He, he's in some cave in hell. Uh, okay, as his base. But he roams around, the Bible says, throughout, throughout the earth seeking whom he may devour or who will allow him to devour them. Okay, so he, he, he's roaming around. He's in the earth somewhere. Messing with some stuff. Okay. And his demons can only be at one place at a time. So that's the tail of the tape. Satan is not God's equal. All right. Now, um, his power doesn't have to scare you. I'm going to show you why. Okay. First of all, he, gave, he called them, he called to him his 12 disciples and this is not, as you're going to see, and I'll, I'll show you this in Scripture, this, this is not just talking about talking to the 12 dis disciples. Now, think of this as you. Forget about the 12 disciples. This is you. Now, he gave them, but this is also talking about you. He gave them authority over unclean spirits to do what? To cast them out. Now, there are still demons that need to be cast out. But we have authority to cast demons out of folk and to heal. We have authority to heal in Jesus' name. Okay? So he gave them authority. This is exousia over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Behold, Luke 10, 19 we're just laying a foundation today. I encourage you, don't miss these lessons. This is going to change your life. Behold, I have given you authority. This is for you. This, again, is exousia to tread on or walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the what power, all the the. the the power of the enemy. See, you have authority over all his power. Even though the devil has power, you have authority over all his power. And watch this. And nothing shall hurt you. See, when you understand the authority that you have, it's like a policeman when they stand in the middle of the street to uh, direct traffic. Okay. Now, uh, my, my sister in love, uh, Jackie. Now, did you ever direct traffic? Okay. Now, she had a badge. She, she's a former uh, sheriff, and, and she had her sheriff's badge on, and she would get out in the street, and she'd direct traffic. Now, if a truck came and she put her hand out for the truck to stop, the truck has to stop. Why? Now, the, 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 the truck has power. But she has authority over the truck's power. And see, so you as a believer, you have authority, even though the devil may try some mess, because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, he has power, and the scripture I mentioned before is 1 Corinthians, excuse me, First uh, Peter 5, 8 or 9, somewhere over there, I think verse 8, that he... 
roams around to and fro throughout the earth seeking whom he may devour. Whom he may devour. That means whoever allows him to devour them. He, he has, here's the good news, he has no power over you. But, now, 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 this is how we're going to connect the, the messages about, um, I've been talking lately in the lesson about a day in the life of Jesus when he encountered this woman who had this flow of blood. Okay, now, I mentioned from Galatians chapter 3, he who supplies the spirit and works miracles, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? See, now, see, see so now, under grace, we understand that we don't need to have a, a uh, or we don't need to behave perfectly in order for us to have authority over the enemy. Because our, our authority is not based on our behavior. We can exercise authority over the enemy even when we behave incorrectly. We are still, on our worst day, the righteousness of God in Christ. We are accepted and approved and never feel like, okay, I can't take authority uh, over my finances right now. I can't take authority over this sickness that's attacking my body because I haven't behaved good this week. Uh-uh. You got authority because you are the righteousness of God in Christ, which has nothing to do with your behavior. It's all because of Jesus. When God looks at you, he sees Jesus. Okay, so back to my point. The supply of miracles and, and, the, and the supply of the Spirit is present active participle, which means... It's in the continuous present tense. The supply of God is always available to you. The supply of finances, supply of healing is always available to you. The supply of whatever you need from God, it is available to you 24 hours a day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, it's like I&M supplies electricity. Okay, in Allen County. And, and, and so, um, if, if you walk into a dark room and um, you say, man, I, wish this, I just wish I had some light. And I&M has supplied the power to your house when you walk in there, but what you have to do is flip the switch. And I've got lights in my house. I can just talk to my device talk to Syria or, or talk to Alexa. See, the kingdom of God is voice activated. Just like Alexa is voice activated. I'm, man, you know, these devices are pretty smart. I just learned that if you ask Siri right now how many, how many laws there were in the Old Testament, and it'll tell you 613. Huh? I'd do it right now for you, but I don't want to mess my presentation up. I don't want to get off the screen right now. Amen. 
Um, so if I go into a dark room, I, I, I can say, uh, turn on kitchen. That's one of my, uh, turn on kitchen, and then my kitchen lights will come on. Turn on bar, and then my bar lights will come on. Pastor, you got a, you got a bar? Yeah, <laughs> man. I sure do. I'm telling on you, Pastor. No, you can't tell on me. Uh, amen. I got, a, I got a coffee bar downstairs. Pray my coffee and tea bar. Amen. I'm going to have some coffee this afternoon, man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And a, and a cookie from Panera Bread. Well, let me get back on my subject. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But I, if I walk in there, I can, I, if I keep my mouth shut, nothing will happen. If you don't flip the switch in your house, okay. See, I&M has already supplied the power. But you got to activate that power by, see, flipping the switch is using your authority. Huh? So, you, look, look you, don't, you don't pick up the phone and call I&M. When you, when you walk in your house and it's dark, you don't pick up the phone and call I&M and say, why is it dark in my house? And they'll say, well, let's do some troubleshooting. Did you... Um, did you, did you, did you, what happened when you flipped the switch? Well, I didn't do that. What do you mean you didn't do that? Huh? I see you laugh about that. But see, authority, see, what a lot of people do when they see stump, something go haywire in their life and they see Satan running rampant, bringing sickness and disease and bringing uh, lack into their life, now listen carefully now, I'm going to throw some of you off. And what, what some people do is they'll talk to God about their problem instead of talking, about their, talking to their problem about their God. See, authority is not, listen, authority is not talking to God about your problem. It's talking to, uh, to your problem about your God. Authority is not talking to God about your problem. It's talking to your problem about your God. Telling your problem what's up. You have been given authority over all the power of the enemy. See, there's times... When, when you don't pray. There's times when you speak to that situation. The kingdom of God is voice activated. Use your authority over the enemy. Now, when we start talking about this kind of stuff, somebody always want to bring up, ah, these religious folks. <coughs> you can't do that. God, God is sovereign. Now, here's, here's where we get to are you in control or is God under control? And I thought we were under grace and I thought it's just that God's already done the thing. And so you, there's a lot of variables here that we need to um, unravel. Okay, first of all, let's, let's deal with uh, the sovereignty of God. 
and which means that God is in control. Okay. And ultimately, God is in control. But God on the cross finished the work. See, God has already supplied. Like I and M has supplied the power, God has supplied, supplied everything you need for an overcoming and victorious life. But we activate it by using our authority. So when we use our authority and take control over our circumstances, that doesn't mean that God is not in control. We and God are working together. Thank you, Lord. The woman with the issue of blood, she didn't pray. She didn't ask Jesus anything. She came in and tapped into that power. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. She activated that power. See, this power is available to you right now. I told you somebody's going to shout when you get a hold of it, because what, 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 right where you're sitting, you can do something about that thing that has come against you. You can do something about that sickness. You can do something about that lack. Because a lot of people, they're, they're waiting on, on God. When God is waiting on them to do something about the mess that's going on in your life. Speak to that debt. Speak to that family situation. Speak to that marriage situation. Somebody cross your legs and say, I'm in charge. See, so... When, when people talk about, well, that, you know, God is sovereign. God will do what he wants. You can't take authority over stuff. How do you know God wants you to have it? God's already done it. You can't make God heal you, and you can't make God prosper you. God's already prospered you. He already healed you, and he did it 2,000 years ago. So, so, so stop that nonsense. He's already blessed us. Ephesians 1.3 says, with all, with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, he's already blessed us. He's already done it. There's already been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. So, so grace gives and faith takes. We talked about demand and supply. God ha has supplied already, and he's, he is supplying. So we need to take. He wants to serve you, as we shared last week. He, he wants to serve you. So we need to reach out and take it. Oh, and people get all upset. They have a hissy fit over that. You can't take nothing. We're talking about God. You can't make God do No, we're not making him do anything. We're taking what he's already freely given. You got to take it or you ain't going to have it. That woman with the issue of blood, she came and she pressed in and Jesus said he felt the power flow out of him. See, that power... Is out is already available to you. You gotta tap into it by using your authority. You have authority over all the power of the enemy. So does that clear that up about the sovereignty of God? Okay. 
Yes, God, who is in control, gave you control over the circumstances. The work is already finished on the cross. Now you've got to exercise your, your authority. We've been given this authority. I'm still warming up here. But I'm, 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 I need the latest foundation. So, so you understand that even though we're under grace, we're still in control because we've been given the control. All right? So what, what, about, what about God's power? What, what, see, we have God's power on the inside of us, and, and God is backing us up, and it's God living through us. It's God, it's God working in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. He's walking with us, so it's, it's not an either-or thing. It's God in you. As you exercise your authority, heaven backs you up. Thank you, Lord. You getting a hold of this? God supplies the power, but we flip the switch. Matthew 16, 19. What have you, you got keys to your car, right? And um, sometimes, some cars, you got a push button. In my car, you just, the keys just got to be somewhere in the neighborhood. You press the button, but you still have to activate it. And so you, you can't sit in your car and say, man, I want to go home <laughs> after church. I want to go home. And just, you, can, you can sit there till next week. What do you got to do? You got to use the keys. Huh? See? And, and sometimes when, when <laughs> you ever lose your keys, nobody ever lost their keys? Guess what? You can't go anywhere, can you? Huh? No. Like you have that car. The car has the ability. But if you don't have those keys, you can't go anywhere. But guess what? You don't have to be concerned about that in the kingdom of God. You have the keys. You, be, you know you got the keys? You got keys right now. And some of y'all complaining about your situation, but you're not using the keys. You just let the devil run roughshod over your life, let him bring lack, and you sit there and you watch stuff happen, but you don't take authority over it. Some of you just keep on talking to God and talking to God, Lord, why don't you change this? Why don't you change that? Why don't you fix this? Why don't you fix that? When he's waiting on you to exercise your authority. I will give you. A sovereign God gave you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever God binds on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever God looses on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen? No. See, this is the reason why I keep repeating stuff. Don't just repeat stuff I say unless you see it. Let me, let me misread that again. Whatever God binds on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever God loses on earth. Now, I'm, I'm coming again. Some, some of you may listen to this and and your mind is going bonkers because it, it, it goes against years and years of religious teaching. Um, 
either this stuff is going to make you mad or it's going to make you glad. Or it'll make you investigate. Um, get glad and investigate. That's why we bring these. Why do I give you scriptures? Because I'm not giving you philosophy. I'm giving you words so you can see this for yourself. It's not God who needs to do something about your situation. He's already done everything he's going to do. Somebody say, I'm going to talk to God about my problem. Somebody say, I'm going to talk. I'm oh, no, see, I just, I just messed that up. I just messed that up. Just scratch that. I'm going to talk to my, say, everybody say, see, look, y'all listening, aren't you? I'm going to talk to my problem about my God. See, I wasn't even trying to trick you there. I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm just messed up. So, and that's why you got to, because uh, sometimes I can make a mistake. That's why you got to check things out for your word. Don't take in the word, don't don't just um, take things because the preacher says it. Whatever, who binds? Whatever you. That's not God. Whatever you bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. We sing a song sometimes when when you bind it on earth. I bind it in heaven. When you loose it on earth, I loose it in heaven. See, you got to do something. So, my question to you is what are you minding? What's coming out of your mouth? Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth. See, the money you need not coming, God's not going to reach over the balcony of heaven and drop you a hundred. The money's on the earth. You can lose money. Say, I lose my money. I lose my money. Somebody cross your legs and say, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. charge. Don't let the devil mess with you. You wouldn't let somebody pull up the back up. Like, let's say you, you come home from church and you see a U-Haul backing into your driveway and somebody carrying out your furniture and different things. What are you going to do? You're just going to leave? Somebody was telling me one time, he, asked some, he went out of town and he asked somebody to watch his house. And the guy, actually, this is actually a true story, the guy actually... Um, went to his house, and he saw somebody there pulling, getting stuff, stealing, basically breaking his house, and was carrying stuff out of the guy's house that he was supposed to watch. You know what he did? He just left. <laughs> and the guy got back and said, could you, just, could you call the police or something? I can understand you don't want to engage because you don't really know this guy's packing or, 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 or what, but don't just leave. <laughs> Crazy. Are you going to just let somebody just take stuff and not do anything? 
not call the police, not do something, right? So why do you let the devil do that in your life? Sometimes because you don't know you have authority. And sometimes it's because you just sleep or you've, you've forgotten what I'm teaching you right now, that you've got authority. You, might, you may have thought that, well, I'm under grace. I don't need to use my authority. No, you, you need to use your authority because that's been given to you. You've been given the keys of the kingdom, whatever you bind, not whatever God binds. Whatever you lose. We're going to look at some examples in the book of Acts. Huh? Like when they encountered that guy that was lame from his mother's womb was, that, was, that laid him before the gate of the temple. And uh, and they looked at and this this guy. He looked at Peter and John, expecting to receive something of them. He wanted he wanted them to give him some money. He needed healing, but he didn't know that was available to him. Peter and John said, "Silver and silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth." They didn't pray. They said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You've got commanding power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Start, start thinking about some stuff you want and start calling it into existence by your words. Understanding that you've got commanding power. Truly I say unto you, whatever you, uh, Matthew, come on, 18, 18. Truly I say unto you, how many of you know, truly? See, how many of you know God's word is true? This is the truth I'm giving you, giving you right now. Anybody believe this stuff I'm talking about? Yes. Look, and really I'm not, it's, it's not me, this is the word. Whatever you Bind on earth. I don't even want you to try this at home. I want you to do it. Don't try it because it works because God said it. Somebody said, God says it. I believe it. And that sells it. No, God says it and that sells it. It's up to you whether or not you believe it. Whatever, this is, sounds like Matthew 16. It, it seems like we're reading the same thing. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Mark 16, 17. This is what Jesus said right before, right after he, okay, this is after Jesus was raised from the dead. And this is right before he went up to be seated at the right hand of the Father. These are his last words when he was on the earth. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. See, 
This is, back to our definition, what's authority? It's the state of control. I like that. <laughs> now that has a, a greater meaning to you now, right? The state of control over something. Your circumstances don't have control over you. You have, a, have control over the circumstances. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Now, that's, that's the only, only qualifier, the only thing that, that qualifies you to use your authority is your believing. I don't believe that. Well, it don't work. <laughs> it's believing that makes it work because these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. So, see, this shows you that what Jesus said in Matthew 10, 1, when he gave the disciples authority over disease and evil spirits is not, was not just for the disciples. It's also for us. Okay, here's the connector here. This is, this is how that includes you. These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hand. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. If you encounter the coronavirus, it will not affect you. Okay. See, that, that, that's included. Now, we're not going around looking for the virus. We, we're, we're not, we're not um, trying to have a service and pick up snakes, bring off snakes. And no, it's just if a snake happens to bite you, it won't affect you. That's what it's talking about. All right. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. <coughs> you have authority in the name of Jesus. This is, I don't even know where I am on time, but this is a good place to stop. Um, I don't know how long I've, I've been teaching those of you that time me. I got people that time me out there. My timer's not here today. Thank you, Lord, because I got. I'm going to jump into. Uh, so, so then the Lord Jesus, after he was spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them. See, the Lord works with you. This is not you apart from the Lord. When you go out and do things in his name, see, that's you're going forth <coughs> as God's authorized dealer on the earth. Huh? And see, when we use our authority, we're not on our own. We're doing it in the name of Jesus. So it's not about your ability. It's 
not about your performance, okay? It's not, so, so when you're ministering to the sick, healing the sick in the name of Jesus, when you're taking authority over, uh, over things in Jesus' name, you're not doing it. When you're doing it in his name, what does that mean? You're not doing it, doing it on the basis of what you have done. You're doing it on the basis of what Jesus has already done in his finished work. So you're, you're, you're God's authorized dealer or representative. Just like that, that Cadillac dealer, see, he's, um, you see that Cadillac sign and that dealership, and you, you, you go in there, they're, they're an authorized dealer for Cadillac. So they, they're authorized to do business on behalf of, of the Cadillac Corporation, General Motors. They're authorized. See, you're an authorized dealer of Jesus. <laughs> Amen? See, when Satan is looking at you, he's looking at Jesus. But the key is you need to know who you are. And you need to use your authority. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for all that you've done for us. 